So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. Sometimes I sit there and say, I don't deserve to be honored on Father's Day. Wow. Mm. wow. I wasn't that kind of father. And now my kids, my oldest, my stepdaughter, Erica, she said, Dad, now they understand. I understand. You did the best you could. You, you thought what you thought. You took care of us. My, my love for them was to give them some money, go shopping, take them shopping, go get this, go get to that. To provide. To provide. I was, now, they're not going to complain about provider. They will say he wasn't there. Because mm. I was building. Welcome to Harley Initiated. It's your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here again. Another episode of my co host, Ryan Ketchers. It's a sequel Return of the Bishop. <laughs> Return <laughs> of the coolest bishop in the world. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how in the world. Well, just, just, just let me start by this. Mm-hmm. Bishop, how do you? 61. Just turned 61, June 8th. 61 wow. going on 25, y'all. 61. Wow. I don't know how this man is of it. going backwards. Yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. I, I feel good. It's them six, seven miles a day running and walking. You look good. Thank you, man. Right, right. It's good to be back here. I think y'all brought me back to get it straight this time. Look, look, we, we didn't bring you back. The people brought you back. <laughs> exactly. The people. The people's choice. The people highly requested, highly, highly requested. viewed, and if y'all haven't watched, it, I want y'all to check out that video that we did with the bishop. And um, I think uh, what was the title of that one? Because it got about over a hundred thousand views. Man, it was phenomenal. I'm I'm actually trying the to look. do's and don'ts of dating. Yeah, yeah. That's my bishop man. Greg Dave. Now, not just any do's and don'ts. Bishop Greg Davis's do's and don'ts. So y'all better make sure y'all tune into that one. Yes. Yeah, so matter of well, fact, yeah. Welcome back. To officially welcome back to Harley Initiated, Bishop, Bishop Greg Davis. Put me a little black on with a little white and stuff. By the way, just shameless plug. This is my brand. If y'all like that and stuff, go with God. Go with God. That's, they what, need you, that's to. what you tell them. <laughs> exactly. That's what you said at 11 p.m. at night. That's not go look at that episode. <laughs> right. No, that's what I say when I wake up in the morning. They still laying next to me. Oh, like, oh, you go. need to go. Here you need go. to go with God. Go. Hey, listen. What I need you to do, I, I need you to bring us some merchandise next time you come. I, I got you. Got it. Here to Atlanta. I, you got it. I, I like that. I like that. Glad and to be back, though. Let me tell y'all, we're going to have a really great episode um, today because we, you know, got some really good perspective on the last episode about dating, the right ways to do things, the wrong ways to do things. But today, I want to get a little bit deeper into the story and the life of Bishop because you listen, 61 years on this earth, you've lived and you've learned some things that I want you to share with the audience today. And you got a hell of a testimony. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes you can teach us what to do and what not to do. And you have experienced yourself a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that I, we all are a little bit afraid of. We don't want to experience. So I want you to drop some game on us today so you can put us in a position to be able to avoid some of the things that you may have experienced. And um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever spoke on this before, so I think this, we might be even the first platform to be able to, that you are going to share your story. Yeah. yeah, we actually did a podcast together, too. Uh, I was married to 
Her name is Kim Davis. Uh, she's still my last name, Kim Davis. Um, she's a pastor. She's a bishop now also, and she pastors our two, two churches that we pastored in Delaware and in Pennsylvania. Mm. And uh, we're, we're friends, good friends. Um, you know, what I wanted then and what I want now is two different things. I wasn't looking for love. Now, I like the love thing. But then it was like, it wasn't even on my mind. Even my choice of her, now that I think back on it, I went to go get a church. Her pastor had died. He's like an uncle. Uh, and I wanted the church. So every fourth Sunday, I would go there and preach, trying for the church. Didn't get the church. But I got her. And you know what attracted me to her? Beautiful woman. But her ability, her poise, her class to be able to run the church. Mm. Mm. It was kind of like in the Bible that people don't want to talk about. Uh, it was the business aspect. Because you do know most of the marriages in the Bible were arranged as, and for business. Right, right. You know, when they talk about Boaz and them, she was trying to find somebody to pay them bills. But anyway, that's another thing. We ain't going to no, 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 no. I knew I would bait y'all on that one. Right. Let's start from the beginning, though. Yeah. Because when did you meet your wife? How old were you? What, what, what place in your life were you in? At she was point? six years older than me. I was 30, 31, 30, 31. She was six years older than me. Worked for the telephone company. She was a manager. She had money. Uh, in those days, you know, she, was, she worked for Michigan Bell. And I was attracted. I had known of her. She had known of me. We were in the same circle in church. But it was going to the church that I noticed. And I actually called one of the trustees of the church. I said, hey, man, I want to talk to Kim. Because I was a little bashful you know and he made the call i was on the radio during that time uh as a dj on the gospel station and she called me and we went out and i do not suggest this to anybody a lot of stuff i'm going to tell you about this marriage i'm going to tell you not to do mm. we got married after two months mm. she came to my job during the daytime the radio station we went to toledo Got married by the man, a man that didn't have no teeth on the steps in Toledo. She dropped me back off and we was married in two months. I don't suggest that to anybody. Um, after that, we got married in March. In November, I got called to a church, about 75 people. I'm always extra, as they call it nowadays. It's called ambition. I moved that church, seating 75 people to a church that seat 800 by the spring of the next year. Mm. We ain't even married a year. I'm called to a church. We moved the church to a place that seat 800 on the east side of Detroit. I joined the organization, Bishop Paul Morton, Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship. Um, brand new organization. It kind of fit what we were doing. I joined that organization September of that next year. We're only, we only a year and a half in. Became a bishop the next year in the organization because of my faithfulness. And the problem with all that, it sounds successful. Number one, I wouldn't do it all over again because we didn't have one thing. We didn't have a foundation. I can imagine that. I mean, that's going to be tough on any relationship. We didn't build a you... foundation. There was no foundation. There was no... So I... I always talk about a relationship like an airplane. Many people, you can't build an airplane in the air. You don't put the engine on in the air. 
you put it on before it take, we took off before the engine and the wings were on it. We, we, we were bound to crash, but we were on the road to success. And the very thing that we built, America Gangster, he's talking to uh, the white Italian guy. He said, they're trying to kill me out here, Denzel. They're trying to kill me out here. <laughs> and he looks at him and says, success is trying to kill you. Success can kill your relationship if you don't build a foundation. We had, a, we had, a, mm. we had an unexpected child because she's six years older than me. Uh, my baby girl, who's 28 now, uh, Micah, we didn't ex- we went, she wasn't trying to get pregnant. So now we got a child. We got two children, each of our own, blending the family, building the organization. Oh, well, hold on, wait. So she already had kids before you married her? She had two kids. Mind you, she's older than me. Right. So she had a 16-year-old already. Wow. And a six-year-old. I had two boys already, but then we had one. We had to blend them together. We're going through all this. We, 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 I, I'm telling you. Y'all playing a relationship wow. game at the most difficult no, 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 level. No, 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 no. You have no idea. It was a whirlwind. And, and, and just because it was 30-something years ago, people are still doing that. They're playing Russian roulette because we never talked about any of this. We, we, none of this was planned. It just happened. We just made the right moves. And, you know, they say opposites attract. And because she was a little quieter and nicer and all that, we both, the truth of the matter is we wasn't opposite. We both enjoyed the ride of success in climbing the ladder. She was a female preacher, uh, helped build her ministry. Man, at one point, years later, she preached in our convention and she was going all over the world preaching. I was going one airport, she was going to the other. Successful. But we had, there was nothing else but the climb of the ladder. We talked about church. We talked about the kids. We talked about members. We talked about the next church we were going to start. We talked about uh, the next gig I was going to preach at. I was preaching 200 and some days of the year during crusades with a staff of 12 people. She helped pastor the church. She was the co-pastor. But again, I want to start this off by saying, don't try this at home. And if I had to do all over again, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you all because I wouldn't have did it that way. Uh-uh. Now, I want to well, ask you this here. <laughs> yeah. I want to get this real quick because it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. And just that. Yeah, I just got too fast. No, yeah. no, no. Because now you mentioned about you got married within two months. Now, you hear it's highly publicized in the media. You got marriage at first sight, which is a, you know, very popular show, right? You know, that no. popularizes getting married. Love is blind. Love, love is blind and marriage, marriage at first sight. Oh, I both didn't even know them, that one. Both of them. Mm-hmm. These dating shows where people are courting each other very quickly and then tying the knot. You also have a school of thought out there that, hey, if a man is with you for six months and he doesn't know that he wants to be yours forever, Scrap then go ahead and throw him out. So, for the people out there to, as part of establishing this very healthy foundation, how long do you think that you should spend time vetting out a potential long-term partner? I don't think it's how much time you spend. I mean, how, how long? I don't think it's how long. I think it's how much time you spend with that person in the length of time that you're trying to do something. In other words, if you meet somebody today and y'all spending five to six days a week every chance you get a a break, you're doing better than somebody seeing somebody once a week for a year. But if Mm. you're doing what I just said for six months, 
you know that person better than somebody that's been with somebody a year and only seen them once a week. So right. it's time spent. Everybody get this. It's time spent, not time in. That makes a lot of sense. Not how long you've been with them, but it's how much time you spend. The truth of the matter is, we didn't spend a lot of time, intimate time with each other. We spent a lot of planning business. Can you imagine taking over a church November of the year you got married? And then with our ambitious self, I say, I want to move. We can't stay in this little building. I'm on the radio. I'm, I'm, I'm Pastor Greg Davis, known all over the city. TV hadn't happened yet, but I'm known locally. I had my best friend. His name is Keith. Tell me, man, I'm not coming to that little church. When you get a bigger building, holler. So I'm embarrassed for my own best friend. Move the church. We ain't talking about nothing about our marriage. We ain't talking about none of that. Then, three years later, we moved to Louisiana. My bishop helps me move to Louisiana and start a brand new church. And we take in 500 people in Morgan City, Louisiana, in the Gulf Coast. Bishop, that, so three years later, that's we a- in Louisiana, the whole family. <laughs> we don't even stay in the, my, my daughter, Micah, is a Detroiter because she was born there, but she never spent her first birthday in Detroit. She's only Detroit because she was born there. She was born, she was raised in Louisiana. That's why she talks like this, because she was raised. We, I mean, it was cheap to send a Catholic school down there. We was on the golf. I went from a place that had one million people to a place that had 15,000 people to pastor. Mm. All this is going on. We on a ride. Which we you like, y'all went, y'all, went, y'all went together. We, Together, she the co-pastor. We yeah. doing this together. We on a ride. So in retrospect. Now remember we did everything together because yeah. later on, that's going to be the breaking point. We're going to come back to that. Okay. okay. In the beginning, we did everything together. In, in retrospect, because you hear this a lot, you will hear couples say, hey, you know, we're newlyweds. Before we have babies, we want to take some time to enjoy ourselves and get to know each other. So, But you don't hear that about ambition. Would, in retrospect, would you have slowed down on your level of ambition and the, th- the business aspect of things to kind of take that time to invest in your relationship? Absolutely. We didn't invest in our relationship. Vacation wasn't invested in our relationship because when we went on vacation, you know what we did on vacation? There was one day set aside to talk about our goals for the next year. <laughs> wow. It was a business meeting. It was a business meeting. We went to... <laughs> We went to the park and we did things, but we did a business meeting. We talked about if I wanted a new car next year, she wanted one. We talked about what we were going to open. We talked about the church. We talked about personal goals, individual goals, together goals. That went on for a couple of days of the vacation. We weren't talking about nothing else. But what I'm confused about is as, as a bishop, you, both of you guys are deeply entrenched in the word. You guys are deeply entrenched in the principles <laughs> of having a successful relationship. And I'm sure y'all were probably even at the point of teaching these principles and maybe even counseling other couples to help other people have success. So what was the disconnect where you knew this information, but y'all did not want to apply it in your own relationship? We never noticed. You can be moving so fast that you don't even notice that you're not doing what you're telling anybody else because we were telling people that. But you know the, you know the principle that... That, that we established, and that is the church was the family business. This is our family business. We told our kids that. Mm. Our kids, our kids, so it was, it was, this was wrong. The business comes first, the church comes first, God first, the church, the people, and then the family and the marriage. 
Y'all was like the mafia. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. it's a lot of us. It, it, we was, but it's a, still a lot. It's people together now that we wasn't. We wasn't an anomaly. Mm. We we watched others do the same thing. The only difference was we was still living in the same house. We wasn't cheating on each other and never cheated on her. She never cheated on me. Um, but we had another. We had another husband and wife. It wasn't physical. Mm. It was our grind. What do you do when your other husband and your other wife is your grind? Married to the game. Married to the game. And, you know, Bishop, most people, because I think, especially a lot of women, they would consider that, hey, this person as a woman is individually doing well and ambitious and working their way to the top. This man on the opposite end is doing the exact same thing. They would consider that a power couple. Mm -hmm. So We would call that. <laughs> in our organization. And that's what women say they want. Next time, Bishop, we, we were considered the next power couple. So when we did divorce, they was like, y'all let us down. Mm. A lot of pressure was on y'all, too. It was a lot of pressure. Man, it got so bad. We had a house in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. This was after Louisiana, because we left after the hurricane. And our offices at the house, instead of making those two rooms like a, a den and, and do some other stuff with it, a game room, we put offices in both of them. So even at home, when we went home, our offices was right next to each other. Strictly business. Strictly business. Bishop, let me tell you, when I think about <laughs> my relationships with women, I do typically my, the, the most successful relationships I have with women, we, I don't even ask her about work. Like we just flow into these conversations that have everything to do with life, our desires, our, our, our past lives, our families, what we want to do together. And we just naturally are not necessarily speaking about that because work is just not sexy for me as it relates to dealing with a woman. And I feel most men probably can think that, yes, it'll be cool to be in business mm -hmm. or do something with your lady, but mm -hmm. that's not especially the part that's sexy or that attracts you to mm -hmm. your lady. So at what point did, if at all, you completely lose attraction for your lady? Was it from the get-go you was never attracted was ever, out the gate? I don't gate? think it was ever that kind of attraction out the gate. Because you mentioned you admired her. I didn't sit her. there and say, say oh, I got to get that. Mm. I got to get that because of what she was doing. I, I like what she was doing standing up there in the church running the service. That's what attracted me. To oh, you was hiring. He hired a wife. Well, I, and and what's the because that is a discussion too because <laughs> I find certain things. He's funny. Yeah, he's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. That was a delayed reaction on that one. <laughs> you so you so you hear this right because it's some very successful women out there which I truly admire, but I'm not necessarily attracted to those women. So as a man. I feel like when you're making the decisions to be with somebody long term, it could be some confusion between admiration and attraction. So how do you draw the difference or how do you, you navigate the difference between those two? I was, I, it was admiration and attraction, but it wasn't attraction to her. It wasn't attraction. It wasn't attraction to it wasn't a sexual attraction. It, 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 actually, we didn't you probably have to even get married. Um, we didn't have to get married to do what we did. We could have just became business partners. But I, I admired her for what she did, and I was attracted to what she did, not physically. 
Mm. Not a bad. I'm not saying she wasn't bad looking. I'm not saying. Man, it got so bad. We went to Hawaii. And the second time we went to Hawaii, we were so bored with Hawaii. We took a flight back and paid extra to get back to work. I'm telling you, it was bad. So wait, so the so so the conversation. Wow, man, there's so much to unpack here. It is. Okay, I'm gonna slow down. So, 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 so the, this is crazy. <laughs> so, because I, I get how sex, sexual, you know, intimacy and sexual attraction can dissipate over a span of time, but conversation. That was never, are you personally as a man, are you not stimulated by conversation, even with the women in your past? Was that not a big thing for you? Yeah, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am. So why, so this, this is- I think I actually, you know, you, we have the capacity as people to shut certain things down in our mind and keep moving. I think I just shut that down. It wasn't like we didn't have sex or we wasn't in, in the beginning, but eventually the whirlwind of success took over. And that wasn't a, I know it's hard to believe, that wasn't a priority. Mm. I blocked it out. I traveled so much. I was gone so much that my kids could have said, airplane, daddy. I mean, because I was gone so much and was making great money. Um we're not even talking about when I, when I, 16 years ago when I got on television and, and it, it just, you know, we'll get to that. But no, I, I blocked it out. I don't yeah, think I, most men can understand that because most, the average man, sex is priority. But the average man hasn't experienced the level of success, the level of notoriety and, you know, just. I'm in my 30s. Right. Okay. That, that, that's the time where you're saying, okay, I got to do it now. So I blocked it out. Didn't think about it. Did I get did I get horny? Of course I did. Did I get whatever? We did what we did. You know, she probably would she probably would explain it like this, just like on Color Purple. He did his business and got off and went to sleep. So mm -hmm. how long, like at the point where, you know, things really get to the point where the attraction completely dissipates over time, while I'm sure it was like a it was depleting over time. At, like how long did you guys completely at all, just stop being intimate altogether within the marriage. Maybe, maybe after four or five years. After four or five years, because we were we were we were we were climbing the ladder, man. Yeah. So after we're, after about five years, you guys were no longer intimate in your marriage. Now you talking about intimacy or sex? Sex. We had sex here and there mm. throughout and, the entire marriage. Here and there. Okay. Sometimes months. Sometimes months. Sometimes months. We didn't. I was gone. I was gone sometime for a whole month. And when we came back, it was about the next conference we was putting on. It, it, it was so much going on. But see, the reason, and the reason I really ask that is because... Cause, cause, let, me, let me say this. Women have this thing that they just think that men is always thinking about that. Successful men, in the times that I, I can speak for me, that wasn't my focus focus. Did I have that desire? Of course I did. I stayed in some of the best hotels, seen some, but I never cheated because I was always doing something. Mm -hmm. Y'all know when I come here, I'm always on my phone, I'm still doing right. something. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I was. It was not something I would say, oh, I'm gonna get some tonight. And there were times that I did want some, but that wasn't, so let me make a confession. And I may get in trouble for this one. Okay. I knew going into the marriage, she wasn't very high sex. She told me that. She mm -hmm. was honest. 
I want y'all to lean in on this. When somebody tell you that they're not, believe them. If somebody tell you that they're not high sex, oh no, I'm I'm gonna get it. I'm 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 gonna turn out. No, 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 you're not. Especially if the woman is older. You you playing check, you playing checkers, she's playing chess. Mm. Checkmate. No, you ain't no. So she wasn't. So knowing that, then I kind of put my mind there too and centered myself around business and it worked. I wouldn't be sitting here if it didn't work. Now you said you was focused on business. Is it possible that you were using business and success at, to escape from Absolute, the needs that you things. weren't getting fulfilled? Absolutely. Okay. Unconsciously. Got you. I wasn't just sitting there premeditating and saying, oh, I'm going to do this so I don't have to think about that. Unconsciously. Not conscious of, oh, I got to fulfill this because, no, unconsciously. There was no premeditated, I'm going to stay busy so we won't have to think about sex. Got no, it. Unconsciously. I, it wasn't miserable at all. Let, let, let it be known. I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed every moment of, of the success. Became a bishop in a movement that 30 years later, we're celebrating uh, as we air this. Next week is, is our conference, 30 years later. We helped build that movement that people come from all over the world to. My bishop is the, a big deal, you know, uh, to be one of the 21 that sit on the board 30 years later. She's a bishop now. She's still climbing mm. <laughs> since we've been divorced. She, she's still there. We're still there together. I know that's the crazy part. She wasn't going to leave. Mm. She helped build that organization. And we're friends. I go back and preach at our churches. And she'll stand up and say, he's still my hero. We came together to build our life. She says the same thing. You know, uh, when, <laughs> when I hear that, I just, I just know oh, how dangerous, wow. Bishop, I just know how dangerous it is because you a unique guy because sexual satisfaction is just an emotional need for men. It's very important for every man. I don't care who he is. And over time, especially if he can feel like he's being neglected, especially when he's not able to connect with a woman through conversation. So they don't, you don't have that mental stimulation there in the relationship, nor are you really being physically attracted or stimulated to your woman over an extended period of time while you're achieving success attracting other women and let's let's keep it real bishop you in the church the church is a it's it's women all around abundance, the church abundance and they willing to really they can but throw we themselves would, at but you what y'all missing is it wasn't like we was apart no 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 we no. were always together i'm saying what even I, in, in in we co-passed together so we were all when we counseled we counseled together we did everything together and I know you're saying, well, y'all didn't do everything together because y'all weren't doing, <laughs> but we did everything together. So, yeah, they would come at me. I ain't going to sit and say that. Yeah, they did. But that wasn't, I was, I always had this fear of losing it all. I knew what broke was. So I didn't want to try that again. So I had a fear of losing it all and messing it up because, you know, I loved her. I never, now notice, I never said I didn't love her. I loved her. But is that, is the sexual piece, let me throw this out here, is the sexual piece the only way that you can show somebody you love them? That Us makes building together wasn't love? Well, see, Helping thousands of lives wasn't love? Well, because his, his, his success in, in the church is actually tied to your reputation. Absolutely. Yes. It's, and see, that was actually going to be the question. I said all that really even to say, it's a lot of other men in the same. was going somewhere. <laughs> it, was, it, it was. It's a lot of men in that situation where they get neglected in relationships as well, men and women. That's mm -hmm. getting neglected, 
And for you to, and what most people do is they go somewhere else where they can fulfill these needs. That's what the first thing, human thing to do is to take care of yourself. Yeah. And you actually did not do that. You were able to stay in that really place of, I will call it neglect. And you were able to still uh, be faithful. And I wanted to ask what it was, but you're, pretty much you're saying it was your fear of losing what you've built and is I what, it, what, what kept you straight. And I thing to keep moving no matter what. I, no matter what I'm going through, that's even to this day. I am a consistent person, so I'm never going to allow the grind. I mean, I'm never going to allow what I'm going through to hinder the grind. Even sitting here, you know, challenges going on. My, I'm, I'm not going to let. So it was never a thing of quit or, or it's I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. No, because I wasn't in that mind space. I'm in that mind space now that I'd rather be loved than to be successful. But now it's easy to say that after you've been successful. Mm. I just said something. It's mm. easy to say that after you've been successful. Yeah. And now you're at the, the pinnacle. So it's easy to say, well, I, yeah, I can have somebody to learn. But I wasn't thinking about that then. Mm. My, love, my love language was us doing this together. Us building this together. Uh, uh, our, our empire. And every last one of my kids have the same drive we have. If they didn't get anything else, that's the legacy. They have our drive. If you, if you can go back, would you build it the same way? No. Hell no. Excuse me. <laughs> no. I would, I would have gotten married maybe a year later, a year. I would have taken a year or so, built a foundation, got married, turned down the church, or you, waited to pastor. Mm. Wow. You'd have turned down an opportunity. I would have turned down an opportunity. I may have joined the organization, but just went to the conference, Now became a bishop at 32 years old, all right? I wouldn't have did none of that. I wouldn't have did none of that. Because looking back now, my marriage and my family would have been number one. It never was. I missed, I missed dance recitals. I missed uh, graduations. Mm. I missed family time. I missed a lot of crucial times trying to build. And if you're listening and watching this, it's not worth it. At the mm. end of the day, Father's Day, Father's Day is not like probably most men. My kids are all over. Sometimes I sit there and say, I don't deserve to be honored on Father's Day. Wow. Mm. wow. I wasn't that kind of father. And now my kids, my oldest, my stepdaughter, Erica, she said, Dad, now they understand. I understand. You did the best you could. You, you thought what you thought. You took care of us. My, my love for them was to give them some money, go shopping, take them shopping, go get this, go get to that. To provide. To provide. I was, now they're not going to complain about provider. They will say he wasn't there. Because mm. I was building now, she was there. She kept the home from, but I was on the road. My, my gift was to evangelize and to be on the road and put conferences together. And so if I had to do all over again, that's a very good question. And people, when I talk to other young preachers and tell them that, they don't believe it. I can walk in a room at a church and tell if the pastor and the wife is not, not good. I can see that. I, I know you can at this point. Wow. I can pick up. I can pick up. I, I can say, oh, yeah, he's he just talking. Because I've been there. 
We were never bad, though. That's the whole ironic thing. You can go through the motions and not be bad because it's all according to what you're looking for. I wasn't looking for that then. Then I wasn't looking for that. But to, if I, to answer your question, I probably would have never been on TV. I probably would never did any of that. I probably would still be pastoring my church in Detroit um, later on in life with my wife, still married. When he did that. So you would have taken less success. She had every Louis Vuitton bag you want to think, every whatever. That was my, she she was dating somebody. And she comes and said, I got to pay a $400 earrings for Christmas. Mm. Because she was used to me. I mean, I made sure she was good. But she really wasn't good. Mm. Because one night, we were in bed. The Sheraton Suites in Delaware. I'm going to set it up. We got a house in Pennsylvania, about five bedrooms. We got an apartment in Delaware. We have a loft in Detroit, because now I'm on the Word Network. I'm on 200 countries, 80 million homes with my own talk show 16 years ago. Rejoice in the Word with Bishop Greg Davis. That's the only thing we didn't do together, because that was my goal. And that's the thing that broke us up. We have in our conference, there are two, 3,000 people in town. This was about 15 years ago for our conference. Major speakers are there. Four o'clock in the morning, we're in the bed. She wakes up. If you don't want me, just tell me. And I'm looking. I'm like, what the? <laughs> right. What's going on? She exploded. With she exploded. Overflowing with, with mm. emotion at yep. that point. Yep, overflowing with emotion. You don't, you don't. You don't touch me. You don't say nothing to me. You, we just talk about church. This is the life we had built. So I had shut that off. I would come in. We would meet. Meet up for lunch. On my way to Delaware. And you can fool people. You think you can fool people because you got three different places you can live and they don't think you're together. And I looked at her and I said, what? And at that point I knew it was over. There was no return. We, we went to counseling. We talked. But it was over. And we did our last, we did our counseling with my bishop and his wife. And they told us how, how disappointed they were in me because they felt I wasn't trying. And I didn't know that I had left the building. Because ladies and gentlemen, a man, y'all tell me if y'all agree with this, a man leaves emotionally before he leaves physically. Mm. He's already thought about it. He's gone. He's, he shut you out. And so I had already left. So there was no, it was irreconcilable differences. No cheating. The only cheating we did was with our careers. But Bishop, I mean, Mm. at this point, you had an extremely vast network of qualified individuals that I'm sure would have been willing to assist you or at least provide a level of counsel. And you in an organization with a bunch of leaders. What, what, like, what did they say? Or did you ever seek counsel before it got to the end? I did. Okay. At the end. But, but, but no. not in between? No. Because back then, you know, 15 years ago, 13, 14 years ago, we wasn't into therapists as much as we are now. This, that's the buzz. That's a new word. thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a new thing. So men were, you know. my. I'm, I, I got to walk lightly on this one. Hmm. It's hard to counsel with people that you know they're going through the same thing and they're just going to tell you scripted stuff. Mm. 
that you should stay. Telling somebody you should stay is not enough. That's you true. Stay for what? What am I staying to? <laughs> what, what just stay because I, I'm willing to take the loss of losing everything than to not be at peace. There are people that have to make the decision. Would you rather be at peace alone or would you rather be at peace with somebody? I take number one. I'd rather be at peace alone than to be not at peace with somebody. I said that wrong. Would you rather be at peace alone or would you rather have not peace with somebody? With somebody, right. Yeah. I'd rather be at peace alone. And there are so many people that are watching this right now, y'all, that have taken the ladder. They don't want to lose what they have. They don't want to lose the relationship because they're not at peace, but they got pieces of things. You got pieces of things, but you're broken. So which one you want? I chose to be at peace. I think what you're saying is the reason why that video that we did with Jeremy Anderson and Tim Ross got so many so much attention because it's a lot of people in sexless marriages and sex sexless the sex is just a result of all of these other things going on. And I think you've also really just given me perspective on what a sexless or a you know a marriage that you're not quite satisfied with can look like. Doesn't mean you're not having sex at all. It could just be very sparingly. Could just be a lack of intimacy. It's all these things going on so my question for you is if someone is in that situation where for whatever reason they are not being fulfilled whether it's sex whether it's intimacy whether it's affection how do they go about opening up a conversation or resolution with their partner so I call I have something that I call terms of condition when you first get married there are some terms that you get married with but the problem is we keep moving and never come back. All of you guys, you have some kind of credit card or something. Every now and then they, they send them emails. PayPal really does it. Um, the, the terms of condition have changed. <laughs> We're changing your terms of condition. Please read this and agree. We need to do the same thing in relationships. We never came back. When I took the word network, well, really, I was pastoring a church in Delaware, Pennsylvania, I sent her to Pennsylvania to pastor that church, and I passed it alone in Delaware because it started growing so much. Then I took on the word network, did that alone. We were not accustomed to doing anything alone. The terms and condition changed. We didn't discuss it. She prayed for me to get television because she knew that was my ambition. I got it. I said to people, oh, she didn't want to do TV. In our exit interview with my pastor and bishop, she told me, he never invites me on the television show. The terms and condition changed. The problem is we never come back and renegotiate. So what do you want now? What are you feeling now? People evolve mm. every four or five years. But if you're going to be in a marriage or relationship, you got to come back and you got to talk about those terms and condition. Okay, this is where I'm at now. I'm not who I was at 32 or 31. She's not who she was at 36. We got, a, we got a child now together, all right? We're still trying to blend family. The terms of condition have to be discussed, and you both have to re-sign and say, this is how we're moving now. And if you don't, the result is going to be what ours was. We never talked. 
By the you asked about, did we ever get counseling? We ever did this. By that time, man, them terms of condition had changed so bad. Mm. We could have came back and made it work. I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, y'all y'all kill me, ladies. I was stubborn. I was done. I was done. Too late. It was too late for me. I didn't even know it was too late. And my, my, my bishop said to me, both him and his wife, they were on the phone and said, we're disappointed. You're not even trying. Because I had already left. Yeah. And it went too far. So my, to answer your question, renegotiate those terms. If you're listening and watching this and you're in that situation and you know that the intimacy is gone for whatever reason and this has went too long, you got to stop it. And you got to renegotiate. Now, renegotiating happens on both sides. When they send that with the credit card companies, you have to sign it. You don't have to just go for it. Mm-hmm. So both parties got to go for it. And then if it gets to be the place that y'all can't, then you need therapy. And then if you still can't, I don't tell people to stay in something that there's no peace. They got this new thing. Well, marriage ain't supposed to be about happiness. I got some of my friends saying that. I don't wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. no, you're not there to be happy. It's all kind of little, little videos going around. The hell, I'm not. I'm not going to be with somebody and not be happy. They're not making me happy. I bring my own happiness, but they're enhancing my happiness. I shouldn't be with nobody that, no. So you got to rene- renegotiate the terms and condition of the relationship. I, I kind of want to like progress a little bit. Now. I ain't seen you this quiet, boy. You look like you really learned. I'm, listen- <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. This this how I love. I'm, I'm soaking in the game right now because it's like other people. I'm not a fool. I know when to listen and take in the game from what somebody else done been through. So I want to I want to actually progress past the point of you checking out now. At this point, mm-hmm. I'm moving on. I don't want to go back to this prior situation. You've shut out so much of yourself at this point. So mm-hmm. in my mind, that's also in some ways a lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. because you weren't necessarily in tune with exactly what your needs were and who you were. So what did that next part look like now going into this next chapter? Did you have to do some work to get re tune? Because it seems like you was like out of tune with yourself for decades, mm-hmm. not necessarily knowing what you wanted for yourself. You didn't it even wasn't know about me. It wasn't about you. It was all the mission. So the thing about it is, what did it, was you, as soon as you got divorced, did all of a sudden the libido kick in and your sex drive just went through the roof? So we were like, how how did this work? We had a, I hate to make this sound so much like business. We had an exit interview. Really wasn't that. I went to the house to pick up some stuff. And I'll never forget, as I pulled off from the house, I looked in the rearview mirror and I said, I'm changing from here. Literally, a literal conversation that I had as I was going, leaving the, the, the complex in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. And from that moment, I changed everything. Wasn't wearing them baggy suits no more. It was, <laughs> stopped wearing them baggy suits. I had over 300 suits. Then I was hit with diabetes. So I'm losing weight on TV. People think something else going on. I'm going through a divorce, and then I'm losing weight. And actually, I'm healthy because I'm losing weight on my own because the doctor scared the hell out of me saying that if you don't change your diet, we take one of them legs off, one of them toes. I said, no. Wow. I went and bought New Balance tennis shoes immediately from the doctor's office. And 13 years later, I'm still walking and running. I lo- I was almost 310 pounds. Wow. I got to show you all the pictures. 
Yeah. You was completely consumed by work. I was unhappy. My overweight was, I had never been that big. I was always small. I was un, I, I'm glad y'all asked that. I was unhappy. I was eating, eating my way. I would go get fried chicken wings and chocolate cake and eat them at midnight. Mm. And that sweet tea at, 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 uh, at, at, at McDonald's, oh, it was killing me three or four a day. Wow. I, was, I, was, I didn't realize it was four or 500 calories. And so I'm going through the divorce on TV and then I'm going through weight loss on my own, listening to her say, oh yeah, some young girl gonna get, get you now. Oh, so you couldn't lose weight when, when we was together, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I looked in the rear view mirror and literally changed the way I dressed, changed the way I looked at life. I never knew that people didn't have uh, barbecues on Labor Day, the first holiday. No, it was a Memorial Day in Detroit. And I'm by myself, no family dinner, no none of that. And there's hundreds of people outside just enjoying life. I'm like, oh. So, so I start exploring another way of living and enjoying me. I, I made a mistake. I went right into a, a, a relationship. We know what that is. Rebound. The rebound relationship. The rebound. Yeah, yeah. With a younger, younger, younger woman um, 13 years ago. But she changed my life. She started showing me how to wear, the, wear my clothes, you know, get out of that preacher look and all that. And to this day, we're still friends. It was the wrong timing. Mm. You know, it was unfair to her. I got real cleany, brothers. Mm. You know what that was? That was me coming alive because I wasn't cleany in the other thing. I'm coming alive. I want her around me all the time. Mm. I want to... Hold hands. I want to lay up. I want to do all that stuff. Now you affectionate now. I'm coming out, yeah. And wow. now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, that's what was happening. I never thought of it that way. Until one day I came to myself. I said, oh, no, this ain't good. Because I knew that it was a rebound. Because I interviewed a brother years ago. He had a book called Men Don't Heal, They Whole. <laughs> that sounds like a good book. And his perspective was we never stop and heal. We never take time. So what I did, I took time and discovered myself, what I like, who I wanted to be, my new, my new thinking. And I made a tweet one day and said, in order to become the right one, in order to get the right one, you got to become the right one. And that started this relationship journey. Mm. And I took people on my journey. And so to answer your question, yes. I said to myself in the rearview mirror, I said, yeah, I'm going to live now. You actually started a relationship with yourself. Yep. Yep. And business was still important. It still is. I had to discover that this is who I like being. I, I, like, I like all this. You got to be honest with yourself. And the right one has to fit into what you like. Right. You're, you're not, you're not going to change. <laughs> you got to admit to yourself. You ain't about to change. <laughs> right. The right one is going to like you just like you are. I'm not going to stop all these gadgets and three phones and cameras and, and on Clubhouse every day. And all. I'm not going to change that. I'm not. And at 61, I'm sure not. But it don't make a difference by the age. That's the problem with women. They want to change you and make you who they want you to be when you can find, when they can find who they want. Right. Right the way he is right now. Right the way he is. Stop trying to change a man 
and get the man that fits. You don't have to change a man. I, I'm, I'm not going to. I love all this. I love all this. One thing, one thing I must say is that your wife saw it coming. She saw the fact that after you left and exited that relationship, you was going to go after damn near the exact opposite of what you had. Oh, prior. she said it. You dated older, you went younger. Mm-hmm. You dated a career woman. A career woman. Now, now you, you want somebody who's now taking care climbing. of you in these other ways. Yeah, they nurturing, they still climbing. Yeah, they can still climb themselves, but I do I do want that nurturing. You climb on top mm-hmm. of you. That's what you want to climb. <laughs> Talking about climb. That's the <laughs> words that are spot on ladder. <laughs> it's not Bishop Greg Davis. Is that dog? <laughs> no, but you you're right, because I say it on Clubhouse all the time that I'm looking for something. I want them to be successful and, and do their own thing because then they're going to be sitting around saying, when you get through with that, why are you on this? Why are you doing that again? Why are you over there with Ryan? And I mean, why are you over there with that? Why? No, I want them to think, but I want to be loved. PDA, all that. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. So you find out when you tapped into yourself, are you actually a very affectionate brother? Like you actually? I am. Wow. I am. Hand holding, PDA, all that. Mm. Love, affection, that's one of my love languages. Yeah. But I didn't discover that until after because that wasn't my focus. It was in me all the time. All right? But traumatic and trauma brings things out of you that you didn't know. And shame on me if I would have got into the same thing all over again. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the same kind of person. She's a wonderful woman. I don't treasure her. I'm not going to say anything. But she, I hate to say this because somebody might try this at home. But she was right for that time. And she says the same thing. But, but here's the thing. I, I actually would disagree with that, though, Bishop, because the fact that you were in a place of depression, you getting out of shape, you getting, for you the getting neglected. But, that, but, does, but again, the fact that you would go back and change it, I don't think that that means that I she was right. Saying. I think you just made it through it. I don't think that necessarily yeah. means and she was right. made the best of it. You made the best, made the of, best it. of it. But, but, he, here's but, what but I, how, do you, how do you reason that it worked? It got us both where we are. How do you reason that? With the God factor of was we not supposed to be together? How do you read? That's what that's what that's right. what goes through my mind. And then when people say, "Well, you still should have stayed," well, you stay and be unhappy. You stay yeah. and be miserable. You stay and battle with yourself. So I, I hear what you're saying, but can you know? This is what people always ask me when I talk about it. Can it be more than one right one? Was she right for that time? Well, <laughs> I think I do think that she was a stepping stone in helping you find yourself for sure because the the reason you were with her is because you did not know yourself mm-hmm. but to say she was right i think that actually I, I don't think that's the best way to put the words but i'm asking these setting this up to ask you a question because okay. i know a lot of women that's like that i know a lot of women that's focused on the climb because she was focused on the climb herself and that focus on the climb allowed her to not be focused on you because a woman who's focused on you is going to know that you're neglecting yourself. She's going to know what your needs are, be intensive enough to try to feel those needs. So can a woman who's really focused on a climb ever really achieve happiness in a relationship? I don't think that she was unhappy until she noticed, until, until think, watch this, you ready? When she noticed that she was unhappy was when we stopped doing stuff together. As long as when she woke up that, at the hotel that morning, it's because we wasn't doing stuff together no more. It, everything that we was doing, it was all right as long as we was doing stuff together. 
But it was business stuff. That's what I'm saying. It was only business stuff, though. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't real stuff. No, but that wasn't. Maybe that was our intimacy. That's not intimacy. Or she could have maybe that was our language of intimacy. I never heard no love language book that said business. Well, I'm writing another book here. (laughs) (laughs) And and it could it could be that she may have been in love with just the the look and what what seemingly showed a happy couple. Which is y'all doing everything together. And, I don't, and that's fake love. Yeah. Because, because no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in any way saying anything that I'm saying is right. But when you look at it, why at that point now, what's different? The difference is I'm doing television by myself. You're doing one of our churches. I'm doing the other when we've been used to doing everything together. So now what is the difference? Because we've been doing all this. We've been busy like this. You know what? She probably felt. That when you took that opportunity, that was probably a huge signal that, hey, this is not going like it should be going. But she wanted me to have that, but it's different once the person get it. Now, going back to the original question, though, Bishop. Go ahead. I want you to answer it. Can a woman, do you think, and, and I'm talking about not, not the outliers mm-hmm. of women, just generally. Do you think a woman can really achieve happiness in her relationship if her priority, if her focus, if her number one is success and the climb? No. No. We, 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 had, we, we didn't have real success because the real success would have been our marriage, mm. our kids. Uh, uh, the, the church belongs to God. That shouldn't have been our number one focus. It's his church. Mm. And so we wow. shouldn't. Yeah, it's his church. We should, that shouldn't, you know, we should have put it on autopilot at some point. So to answer your question, no, she cannot. And he cannot neither. And I look at things this way. Both of us had a fault. You know, what my, I, I, the, the marriage not staying together was my fault because I'm the man. We want to take leadership responsibility as men. It was my fault. You know why? Because I didn't stop it. Now, you can say all day long, well, she should have said she's not getting no. No, I agree with that. It's my fault. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Adam and Eve, God put it back on the man. Mm-hmm. You, you let her run around here go to that snake. You know? It, it's my fault. I say this all the time. Did I have infidelity? No. Did, was it adultery? No. It was, it was my fault because I didn't say this is not the model that we should be following. That was my fault. It wasn't her fault. I'm the man. We want to be the man. We want to be the leader. Then take the responsibility. It was my fault. Because I led us to that road and she, she took the bait mm. and enjoyed it. So, no, it was my fault. But no, you'll never have any real success if your marriage and your home. And I, I see signs of it in this generation. I'm not talking age. I'm talking in the time we live. Mm-hmm. That Success is going to kill a lot of marriages. Mm. And what they define as success. What they define Instagram success Mm -hmm. and having all the stuff. The bags. The bags and everything. We had all that. I I had my first Rolls Royce when I was was 38 or whatever. Wow. Had four of them. Okay. I was always climbing. I, I mean, I've oh, driven. We're doing, we doing the next podcast at your spot. <laughs> right. That's a fact. We That's doing a fact. My... In the Rolls Royce. No, no, no. I'm Back just saying. Confessions. I didn't say I had that now. I said then. Because that, <laughs> that's not as important to me now. Got I get it. it. I, I get love it. cars, though. So that's my thing. But that was signs of success. 
when I really wasn't successful. You're not successful if your home is tore up. Mm-hmm. You're not successful if your kids can't count on you at games and, and all that stuff. You're not successful if you can't have a date night, if you can't take time out to romance and love on that person. Yeah, I sent her flowers. Of course I did. I know how to do those kind of things. That didn't mean nothing. I just knew what I was supposed to do as a man. I gave her great gifts. My, my thing was to provide. But it really wasn't to the extent that people should be doing now. And again, I see this generation making big mistakes because of social media, the climb. And you know what? We're trying to get to a destination when really the journey is the important part. Mm-hmm. We got to the destination, I'm going to drop it, but we didn't enjoy the journey. Mm. You get more on the journey than you do at the destination. Because mm. when you get to the destination, it really ain't what you think it is. Mm. You learn life on the journey. We didn't mm. take time for the journey because we was always trying to open a church. We was always trying to, we opened a car wash on the west side of Detroit. We opened a soul food place through the church. We did all that stuff. And we really didn't have each other. We had each other's back. You know, mm-hmm. but we didn't have each other. Yeah. It wasn't that intimate link and that intimate soul tie that we talk about. So those of you that are trying to do that, you can. So here, here's, here's my thing. You can do both. You can have the intimacy. You can have the sex. You can have all that. And you can climb. It's not an either or. Not no more. It's a both hand. You just got to find that balance. And brothers, finding that balance is one of the hardest things in the world. That's a life, a life journey and skill. First of all, when I tell you, it, yeah. it, it makes so much I, I'm even guilty of that myself. Because when you even consider, and y'all, I hope y'all getting this. Because when you consider the destination, when you make it to something, it's literally just a moment. Yep. Like, it only lasts the journey for is a the moment. Length. The journey is literally the, it's, it's, that's the life yeah. you live. Yeah. So if you don't build... A, a life where you can enjoy the journey, which is where you spend most of your damn time, then when you make it to that destination, it just, it, it's not going it's not, I see what you're saying. It's going to be empty. Hey, brothers, enjoy point. the journey. I'm telling y'all. I'm looking that. back as the old man saying to y'all, enjoy your journey. Forget about the, de- the de- if you enjoy the journey, then the destination will come. Single people, you got the best life right now. You trying to get married. Married people trying to get out. Enjoy your single life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Hell, single people have more sex than married people. That's another show. That's I'm another, back. yes. Yeah, I'm serious. They are. They have single people. We hear that. But enjoy the journey of being single. Don't try to rush into something in six weeks or two months or whatever. Just enjoy the journey. And I'll tell you this too, ladies, especially single ladies. I know you want a man. But the man is still not the destination. Nope. Mm -hmm. And if you think that getting the man and getting married is the destination, you going to have a wide and rude awakening when you figure out it's a whole nother sequel right after you catch that man. Absolutely. Because you want the big wedding and the picket fence, but you don't understand there's a life after the wedding. Spending all this money. Enjoy your journey of singleness. Take yourself out. Flew yourself out. Take yourself to dinner. And you just might meet the right one on the journey. 
Now, uh, life, after, you, life after what was it? Life after wedding? I like that. You right, right. That's one of your books coming out. Life, life after, after wedding. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> no, y'all do it. I need some books from y'all. Right. No, we do. We, do right, we got y'all. Yeah. We got y'all. Now, you you've been very open with us, and um, you actually got me thinking because I'm like Bishop. You've been through all these things. I'm sure you experienced the frustration from your kids. You got this uh, issues with your with your marriage, uh, health. Depression, you battle on all these things, but you, at the same time, you're still in the church. Was it ever a time that you were literally in the church, you know, preaching the word, and in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm not really even, I don't really even believe what's coming out of my mouth right now? Never. I never, I never, I never lost my hope. I never lost my faith. I never lost my belief uh, in God and what I'm preaching because we are. We are humans having a spiritual experience. So we're not, we're not beyond. The only difference in me and somebody else is I said yes to the call. The hospital, the, 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 the church is the hospital from the top to the bottom. The preacher is only preaching because he said yes. He's not any more perfect. That's why I have so many people that follow me because I'm transparent about what I've been through. Most guys wouldn't even sit in and talk about this. Mm-hmm. But so I want to help somebody else. So no, I never... No, sometimes I don't. I've had, I've been blogged about. I've been talked about. I, some of the stuff I did, a lot of stuff I didn't do. Your haters gonna keep hating you. The people that love you gonna keep on supporting you. So I never gave up on God or what I was preaching, because that is the play. matter of fact. I preach from my pain. Still do. I like to hear that mm. too, because it's a lot of people. That would think because you're not perfect, you're not qualified to give this counsel. But this is just ridiculous. That's On the ridiculous. contrary, that's a ridiculous notion. On because, the contrary, exactly because, because you're going through some stuff. Yeah, you allowed to yeah. spread the word. So because I went through, I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't go through. What would y'all had to talk to me about? That's so true. Yeah, you're talking to me about my whole experience right now. That's what actually makes you a credible, reliable source because yeah. you actually been through some stuff. Yeah, it, it, they call me expert in relationship I, only because I have experience. Not not because I got the degrees and all that stuff, but because I have the experience. And who would you rather listen to? Somebody that got book knowledge or somebody that went through it themselves? Both are needed. They can tell you the study of the mind. I can tell you the study of experience mm. and what I've been through. So get yourself together first before you add somebody in. <laughs> and when you add somebody in, build a foundation. Don't let the plane take off. Because y'all doing a lot of rushing. Mm. See a person in all their seasons and everything that, see them in turmoil, see them in traumatic, in trauma, see them in, in lonely days, see them in broke days, see them in challenge. Y'all, you're just rushing. And if you take off beforehand, you're going to crash. There's a lot of relationships. I look at them and say, no, they okay to get a divorce because they never built a foundation. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Man. Bishop. <laughs> number two, I, I I I must say this this probably beat number one, man, because yeah, I mean your story is is really phenomenal, and I know I know it saved some people now, because it always hit me how you could be in a relationship for so long and just be on the surface, but I believe that's where most couples unfortunately are. I don't think. Most couples are fortunate enough to achieve levels of depth within themselves. And if you don't even know yourself well enough, you haven't achieved depth within yourself, there's no way you can achieve a high level of depth within a partner or someone else. 
And I truly believe that a lot of people are in relationships well before they know themselves. Absolutely. Well before they know their needs. Absolutely. Well before they've even explored in this way. So they don't even have the experience to explore someone else with that level of depth. And you're bringing somebody else in and you don't even know yourself. You don't even know where you're going. You don't know fully your destination. You don't know how you're taking your journey. And you're bringing somebody else in that you don't even know them. And you're trying to get to know them at the same time that you're trying to get to know yourself. To thine own self be true. Get to know you and then bring, at least have an inkling of who you're going to become. Because they got this new thing that women are saying. Give me whatever you got and I'll multiply it. Well, he may not have nothing to multiply. (laughs) (laughs) Multiply some damn problems. (laughs) And let me take it a little further. Why would I give you something to multiply and I don't see nothing you multiply for yourself? Mm. Ladies, have your own track record. Enjoy yourself. Bring something to the table. Not just, oh, I want to get at the table. No, bring something to the table. So get to know yourself, ladies. Get to know yourself, brothers, before you bring somebody else in. I subscribe to that. And listen, we're going to close it out on that bar. Right there <laughs> for y'all here. We can't give them too much today. We, ain't, yeah, nah, we can't overload them. No, nah, we not gonna. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta really let that sink I'll in. Matter of fact, y'all need to play this back. Y'all need to get your notepad out because it's so much to take. It's so much to unpack from this one conversation here. Bishop, thank you much. For, thank you so much for giving us sixty-one years of experience mm-hmm. in just one hour. <laughs> you gave us sixty-one years of experience. And I feel like that's one of the blessings of being able to sit here with all of our guests because we literally time travel. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about me and Ryan. Like right now, me, I am 30 years old going on about 1,200 because the amount of experience that y'all I've been so able much. to yeah, absorb. Y'all, y'all going to get it right. Yeah. Let me tell you. Say, our audience even says that. They're like, man, I, I really see Tyshawn and Ryan growing right in front of my eyes. And yeah. it's true because we just don't. A lot of see people may not know this. A lot of what we get from our guests is literally for us. Yeah, for us. Yeah. I get it. Y'all just happen to be watching. Exactly. I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. We count on y'all. Do better than me. Because guess what? Whoever, lady, listen. My future wife. My next marriage is gonna be my last. So, bitch, I, mean, I, mean, I appreciate y'all find the right one. I'm doing the thing here in Atlanta soon. Uh, helping people find the right one. It's gonna it's gonna be called Boo Camp Atlanta. Boo Camp. Boo Camp Atlanta. I wanna collab on that one. I wanna collab on that one. Stop by the show so we can promote that because we, we want yeah. this. Look, we got We're gonna we be got, taking applications. Yes. Ooh, yes. Boo Camp Atlanta. I wanna do the interviews. Yeah, it's coming soon. <laughs> It's I'm in interviewing the ladies. I see what you with your clip. With I'm putting y'all on. Oh, yeah. I'm putting y'all on. Oh yeah. yeah. And then I'm gonna turn the script. Y'all gonna yeah. <laughs> Stand up. Do a 360. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but on a serious note, Bishop, thank you so much for coming all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, to stop at Harley Initiated Studios. Y'all already know who and how to find this man here. We're going to have all of the information, his Instagram, right there in the description. Make sure you're tapped in with the Bishop Greg Davis here on the platform. And listen, thank you again for tuning into another episode of Hardly Initiated. Y'all better subscribe to the channel here because you see somehow we keep having these conversations and they get better and better every single time. Time, but listen, we are out.